Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Signs of the Soul, Part 4. And before we we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from Alice Bailey. When one is no longer deluded by appearance... He discovers his soul, the product of the union of his Father in Heaven with the mother or material nature, the personality. He then, having discovered the personality, discovers the quality of his own soul life and the purpose for which he has appeared. What signs or qualities of the soul haven't we discussed yet? What characteristics should we focus on in the final part of our discussion? There's so much that we have done, but uh, I'm sure with the topic as in-depth as the soul, there's a lot more to come. Yes, there's so many indications or qualities uh, of the soul that we can consider because although we're one soul, it expresses through every individual in a slightly different way, I suppose. Um, and some people might express the soul as spiritual purpose or as um, wisdom. Others might express it as love or um, perhaps a um, kind of wisdom. One of the qualities that is really central to the nature of the soul that we haven't mentioned yet is detachment. That was the real essence of the Buddhist teaching that without 
uh, the cultivation of an attitude of detachment, one can't live as a free being in the world. And you might think that uh, the soul being the expression of love, detachment would be kind of an alien expression of the soul, but in fact it's that which liberates the soul to express its real nature. What I mean by that, when we bind ourselves to others, when we attach ourselves, when we cling, to use the Buddha's word, we are not living with detachment ourselves, nor are we letting others be free. We are holding on to them and forming a kind of a bond that isn't healthy for either ourselves or for them. Right. It, um, there is a word that uh, often used to uh, develop that uh, ability of the onlooker, the one, the detached onlooker, the one who can stand back and just observe uh, what's going on without really reacting to it or what is being said or what is happening in front of him. And uh, it, it's not a, a kind of uh, indifferent or not, not caring so much about what's happening, but it's a way of standing back from the scene or the situation and enable to understand it better and to uh, uh, understand why this is happening. Yeah, I think detachment lets in a certain amount of clarity that otherwise wouldn't be possible. And it doesn't mean that you distance yourself from another person, but that you detach yourself from the form aspect of life, which is the part that struggles and suffers. On the level of the soul, all is well. But it's the personality, the appearance, as Alice Bailey would call it, the form life that causes suffering. We suffer through our mind, our emotions, uh, sometimes through our physical body. That's where the struggle of life in the outer world exists. And when we can cultivate a kind of a detachment that takes on the attitude of just observing whatever is happening in the outer worlds, we gain some liberation from whatever is the nature of the struggle or the problem and thereby cast some light upon it. And it takes a long time to to cultivate this attitude. It doesn't come so easily to most people. But it's an expression of the soul that trusts that the soul is working out through the lives of everyone around us, that their struggles are part of their path, that they are learning through their difficulties and challenges, that they have the capacity to find their way and it doesn't interfere or try to live their lives for them. There's a great deal of support you can give to the people you care for that still leaves them free and doesn't intervene or make their decisions and choices for them. And that's what comes through cultivating real detachment. You could say that it's this attitude that lets one serve and give and love without expecting anything in return. Yeah, I think that's a a good point. It enables one to serve in a better way, in a more detached way, so that um, uh, the energy of the soul, the energy of love, essentially, can be be spread, can be um, evoked, 
And because also when you're trying to help someone, if someone is going through a bad patch, going through a bad spell, um, you can't really help them too much if you're also involved in their emotional state at the time. If you're at that level, then um, you're not going to be of much help. So the only way to really be of help is to be able to stand back in a more state of calmness, in a more detached way, and just simply observe what's going on. And then you can uh, come to a better decision about what to do. And I think it's, it's, it's very difficult to do, as you said in the beginning, because the first thing we want to do is to jump in someone drowning in the water, you want to kind of <laughs> jump in there with them and kind of pull them out. But and you should. And you should, when it comes yeah. to drowning. Drowning yes. in the water, yes, please. <laughs> but pull me uh, this is uh, drowning in someone's emotional uh, pool of uh, emotion. And uh, if you jump into that, you just get swept up in it. There's uh, another quality that's related to detachment that expresses the soul, and that is freedom. Freedom, as expressed to the soul, is the liberation from the control of the personality, which is the, the outer aspect, the individual appearance of who we seem to be. But it's really a mask. I think the word persona refers to a kind of a mask that we present to the world. It isn't our true being by any means, and yet many of us mistake our personality for who we really are, and perhaps worse yet, we mistake the personalities of others for who they really are. But there is freedom that comes from the control of the personality when one learns to identify more with the soul, with the the enduring, not exactly eternal, but the persistent enduring quality of uh, our true nature that um, remains after the death of the personality, we could say, after the death of the body. There is a, a sense, I think, in many spiritual people that life goes on. And in fact, there's a liberation of freedom when that uh, transition is achieved that enables the soul to be who it really is, an expression of light and love. Right. We're so freedom-loving and freedom-seeking uh, in this country that um, sometimes we don't realize that we need to be this freedom from ourselves, a freedom from the, the, the glamour of freedom, if you will, mm. and um, the freedom from the control of the personal personality nature, the, the forces of the, our own glamours, our own illusions, and how much they control our thinking. And it's uh, the soul, of course, on its own level of being, stands apart from all of this, and it's completely free from it. And it's being the, trying to understand that being free from something is a much better state to aim for, I think, in this case. Well, it's really interesting to consider freedom because it's such an American ideal. Yeah. We think of it as something that enables us to be completely individual and independent. And uh, yet, the to the soul, freedom is quite the opposite. 
Alice Bailey wrote that to stand really free is to stand in the clear, unimpeded light of the soul, which is basically an intrinsically group consciousness. That kind of turns the whole view of freedom on its head, because the freedom of the soul, the the liberation from all the obstacles and barriers that are uh, put in its way by our uh, stubborn, recalcitrant personalities, enables the soul to be its true nature, which is group consciousness. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you could say that freedom goes hand in hand with the sense of relationship. If you just have freedom uh, as an aspiration for the individual, really that's a quest for license. But the the freedom of the soul is, is combined with a sense of relationship and responsibility. We usually think of freedom as related to behavior as a, a right to do something or be something but to the soul it's quite something else right absolutely but uh, there, there is also on the soul level the soul we find out in the teachings it is never really free from the law of service and the soul that's the main function of the soul to come into the world Mm-hmm. It's here to serve. So even the, at the soul level, it is not completely free from all kinds of laws and rules. It is um, subject to the law, great law of service, which is a sp- definitely a great spiritual law that uh, governs life on this planet. Maybe that's why people who are engaged in some really committed... A project or endeavor that is one of service who really feel they have a, a mission in life uh, an objective that they must accomplish that contributes to the greater good of the whole they are often people who are extremely busy extremely um, limited in their free time who uh, bear a lot of responsibilities and have to uh, schedule their daily lives very carefully and yet those people probably f- feel the freest of all because they are doing what their soul intended to do they are fulfilling their soul's um, dharma or objective mm-hmm. the reason that they were born in fact and to be doing that is to be truly free for those people who just turned in you're listening to Inner Sight Our topic for for today is Signs of the Soul, Part 4. We have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey with some very illuminating insights into the nature of the soul, so you'll be able to uh, reinforce your knowledge of the topic that we're speaking about on the air today. And what I like about the compilation books, there are several uh, Alice Bailey compilation books. Um, what I like about them is that if you uh, want to explore the Alice Bailey books, all 24 volumes, well, this is a great way to get started because uh, here we have uh, uh, many of the, uh, much of the literature is abridged within the book Ponder on this. And, of course, you've got topics on the soul, but uh, this gives you a way of um, um, of more or less deciding which topics are of, uh, of the highest priority to you, and then you can go back to the larger volumes and explore them in depth. Uh, the special offer comes in the form of shri- uh, free uh, shipping and handling, and it's available for the book Ponder on this, available for $19. Uh, what you need to do 
in order to acquire this book is to send a check or money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's, once again, check or money order, $19, ask for the book, um, write a little note that you heard about the offer on uh, Inner Sight. Uh, ponder on this is the title of the book, and uh, send check, money order, $19 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. If you'd like to send us donations, we'd certainly appreciate those donations. There's certainly evidence of your support for this show, uh, for us, and what we say to you each week. And we'd like to continue the shows, but we cannot continue the shows unless you make donations, and we... You certainly have in the past. Hope you continue to do so in the future. But if you'd like to make a donation to Lucis Trust, uh, donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And by the way, those donations are tax deductible. All of our inner site programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website. Also, you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. If you'd like to contact us over the phone, you certainly may do so. We have a toll-free number. Maybe you'd like to call and ask for a general package of information, uh, give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easiest way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. I was I was considering the quote, and I think it's uh, quite a deep quote. Uh, I always thought of the of the soul, especially the way it's, the soul is spoken about uh, um, on this show, as being pervasive. More or less, the idea of uh, the way I see the soul as uh, is something that humanity lives within. I guess it's hard for me to explain any further. But now, through this Alice Valley quote, I, I see a different spin on it that the soul is also somehow individualized. And uh, just when I thought I had it straight, that we live within the soul and it's all pervasive. Now I see more or less, uh, is it, can it also be an individual entity, also the soul? That's a hard question to answer. Um, your sense that we live within the soul, I think, is, uh, can be traced <coughs> back to the fact that the soul is one in all humanity. On the level of the soul, we are one with our fellow men. There is no separatism. But at the same time, every human being is an expression of the one soul. Each of us is, um, therefore, divine in origin and divine in destiny. The unique thing about humanity is that we are progressing out of a kind of herd consciousness through individuality into a realization of our group relationship and all of us stand at different points in that progression many people in the world today still function as if they're part of a herd without any real individual um, thinking 
uh, possible. There are others who are completely individualistic and they are a long way from having any sense of group relationship. They're intent on fulfilling their independence as individual human beings and for them that's the right stage. But at some point in the evolutionary journey we have to rediscover our oneness with our fellow men and uh, that comes through the development of group awareness which is the expression of the soul as realized mentally we could say with clarity in the mind and that's why meditation is such an important aspect of the developing of soul qualities Alice Bailey speaks of the soul being the Uh, expression of the product of the union of Father in Heaven which is pure spirit and the mother aspect or the material nature the personality or form life the awareness of being both divine and human is the gift of the soul I guess we could say going on with our, our discussion of how we recognize the soul one of the qualities that um, is interesting to ponder is serenity. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't we all like to have serenity? Especially at this point, it's a tough one to find at yeah. this stage in the world. And, um, yes, so often there there's a great cry today for peace. But uh, there is a difference between serenity and peace. Uh, they're not quite the same. But um, serenity has... In other words, peace is more of a an emotional feeling. They want a sense of quiet and uh, quelling of all the emotional turmoil that they're uh, involved with. But serenity is a much deeper thing. Serenity signifies a deep calm, devoid of <coughs> emotional disturbance. And um, <coughs> this uh, comes about when one is able to hold the mind steady at a point of that centering and holding the mind steady in the light it's often called I think the challenge of serenity in today's times is to develop this this quality in spite of outer circumstances you can't wait until everything is calm in the environment and uh, in one's relationships and experiences probably that's not going to happen we're living in a very chaotic age and um, the nature of the present time is not one where we're going to see much serenity. So the challenge is to cultivate a kind of a, a serenity of consciousness in spite of what's happening in the world and in one's own life. And Alice Bailey made a comment on that that I think gives us a kind of an inspiring goal. She said that the surface of one's life may be from a worldly angle in a state of violent flux All that one cherishes and holds dear might be crashing around one. But in spite of all that, the serene individual holds firm, poised in the soul consciousness, and the depths of his life remain undisturbed. That gives me a kind of a mental picture to focus on and aspire to. And uh, I think that kind of um, image of a balance between the outer conditions which might be chaotic and the inner serenity of the soul on its own level is a beautiful one to contemplate. Right. We often picture certain monks, you know, some <coughs> sitting up, you know, in their in their temple somewhere 
in a great serenity and quietude and mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's it's that kind of balanced attitude that one tries to in you know tries to to, to gain in one's personal life but now we don't have the temple to retreat to. Now we no. have to gain that, uh, cultivate that mm -hmm. serenity in the midst of, uh, well, living in New York City or wherever we find ourselves. It's a real challenge. Right. And it's, as you said, you mentioned the word balance, and I think that's balance between the outer and the inner uh, self. And that's kind of the key, because someone who has a real sense of their inner self can withdraw to that state uh, and uh, all chaos could be falling around them mm -hmm. but uh, they would still remain, remain that kind of serene and quiet attitude. It's tricky, you know, because you can't just opt out of life. You can't just say, well, I'm not going to pay attention to what's happening in the world. I'm mm -hmm. going to retreat and uh, go into my own inner uh, sense of well-being and pay no attention, that's not being of service to the world. We have to be citizens. We have to be participants in the world crisis or how can we help to make it better. But on the other hand, we can't say, well, I have to have a lobotomy or take a medication or I can't be part of this world anymore. That's not productive either. It always reminds me of that character, Alfred E. Newman of Mad Magazine. What, me worry? <laughs> we don't necessarily want to become Alfred E. Newman because I think he was on a heavy medication. It's, it's a kind of consciousness, a state of consciousness that is dual. It's aware and um, a participant in the world, but somehow untroubled. And I think another quality of the soul that's, that contributes to serenity is an inner calm. Mm -hmm. Alice Bailey said mm -hmm. it's possible to reach a point where naught that occurs can ruffle the inner calm, where the peace that passes understanding is known and experienced because the consciousness is centered in the soul, which is peace itself. That's that's the whole key, of course, is the consciousness that's centered in the soul, because mm -hmm. uh, that that's what we all aim for. And um, so, I don't know, once in a while you see people like this, that uh, have this calm attitude about them, they're not ruffled by mm -hmm. outer circumstances. And I think you can, if you see, you come across individuals like this, then you can see this is an actual soul nature coming through. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has that quality. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's an attribute of certain types that's uh, very uh, beautiful and it produces an atmosphere around them that others mm -hmm. can function in very easily. It's, it's a kind of attitude that's a service because it helps and um, uh, inspires others. But not everybody has it, just as not everybody has a uh, quality of impersonality or of indifference or of devotion. Not everybody has the compassion, which is a quality of the soul, or the sense of responsibility. All of these are attributes. Perhaps coming back to responsibility is the most important. That's one of the first um, indications that the soul is beginning to take command of the personality nature is the sense of responsibility, the ability to respond 
which is essentially what it is, the ability to respond to a certain need, to the needs of others, to the needs that lies outside of the little self. Please take advantage of a special offer from Moose's Publishing. And that's the, uh, that's the book, the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Uh, Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey with some very illuminating insights into the nature of the soul. It's available for $19. The special offer comes in the form of free shipping and handling. So what you need to do if you want to take advantage of this author offer is uh, make a little notation um, saying that you heard about the offer on uh, on inner site and send us a check or money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.